say thank you hallelujah you didn't have to do it but you did and for that lord we just say thank you lord help us on this day lord we we need you lord we need you lord we stand in the need of your help lord we stand in the need of your presence lord we stand in the need of your assistance lord we stand in the need of your deliverance lord we stand in the need of your healing lord hallelujah right now lord hallelujah right now lord right now lord we stand in the need of your help so lord help us oh somebody help me say help us lord help us lord Help us, Lord. Help us where we are, Lord. Help us when we don't do right, Lord. Help us, Lord, even when we're not in the place that we should be, Lord. You help us. You deliver us, Lord. You heal us, Lord. You save us, Lord. Lord, you bring us through. Lord, even right now, Lord, we're declaring by faith, Jesus, you said, if we ask anything in your name, that it shall be done. Well, right now, we're asking in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever I stand in the need of, I cover it with, in the name of Jesus. I'm declaring it. I'm believing it. I'm accepting it by faith. In Jesus' name, it is done. It is done. Point at three people and say, it is done. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. How many of you all, it's your prayer for the Lord to not pass you by? Well, y'all can join in with us this morning. This is one of our favorite ones. Y'all can join in with us as we sing this this morning.
all over the building. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we thank you on today. Lord, we come before you to bow down and worship you. Just worship you. Just begin to thank the Lord for what he's done for you in your life.
fill us again with your spirit. Fill our hearts and our minds with your instruction. Lord, give us the way that we ought to go. Lord, allow your word to guide us and to lead us. Keep us in your path. Let our word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. 
In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Indeed, we're grateful to God for his blessings and his kindness and mercy and grateful to see each and every one of you on this morning. I'm going I'm going to bother you a little bit this morning. I usually don't do that. I'm going to ask all of you all to come up just a few rows if you don't mind. If each of you who can, I'm not asking you to get too close to anybody. I don't want you to you don't have to go beyond your comfort level. But if you can come just a little bit f- more forward, I I appreciate it. You can still find your space. Amen. But if you'll come forward a little bit on this morning, I appreciate it. Thank God for you. Praise God for each of you who are here in the sanctuary on this morning. Has God been good to anybody this morning? I said, has the Lord been good? Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Is anybody glad this morning? I said, is anybody glad on this morning? Amen. I'm glad, amen, to be in God's house. And I'm grateful to see each and every one of you. I see some faces we haven't seen in a while. We praise God for you and thank God. And we pray that God's blessing and his mercies and his kindness have been upon you and continue to reign upon you. This morning, I want to go quickly to the word. I'm a little excited about it on this morning myself. We've been sharing generally about gratitude and thankfulness in this season. It's going to be Thanksgiving on Thursday, and amen, I know the the nation is going to uh, want to give thanks, and we should all in every day and in everything, we give thanks. Is that right? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. We're going to go to Luke, the 17th chapter, and we're going to be looking at verses 11 through 19. Again, that's Luke, the 17th chapter. And we're going to be looking at verses 11 through 19. Amen. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 from the King James Version reads like this. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I also want to lift, lift, lift up Psalm 27 and 4 on this morning. Psalm 27 and 4 reads, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This morning I want to share from you from the simple thought, dwell. I'm going to talk to you about, from the thought, from the idea, from this concept, dwell. 
this word that we find in Psalm 27 and 4. As I said, this is the Thanksgiving season. This is generally the giving season as we consider the Christmas is looming. I believe I was thinking about it the other day. I think we're five weeks from Christmas, and it seems strange that, that it has come so quickly. But yet God has blessed us because we're yet here. <laughs> I wish I had help there. We are yet here. Amen. So we praise God, and we're thankful that we are yet here, and God has blessed us. Uh, and the, as the oldest saints used to say, up until now, amen, up until now, God has been good, and we're thankful and grateful to God for his blessings towards us. Somebody say that. Say, up until now, amen, we have been blessed, and I thank and praise God. Up until now has a different context after COVID, doesn't it? <laughs> when you think about what could have happened and where we could have been and where we should be, now, no, nobody's in a, on a ventilator this morning. All of you are sitting here clothed in your right mind, and God has blessed you up until now. I wish I had some help here this morning. Up until now, hallelujah, God has. He's been good. Somebody point at somebody and say, I know he's been good. Hey, wow. Why don't you say it like our former pastor, Pastor Christman Sr. would say, I know he's been good. I know he's been good. Hallelujah. I know he's been good. I know it for myself. Even if you don't testify, I know he's been good. Hallelujah. 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 I don't have time to tell my whole testimony, but you ought to know that he's been good. some strange times you are. These days you get sick and you're afraid to go to the hospital because you might catch something else. But I praise God that my God has been good. Hallelujah. He's been good. Hallelujah. He's been good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's been good. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Man, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Why, why, why am I still here? But some way, somehow, God has blessed me and allowed me to come here to this point. And since I made it this far, I might as well tell somebody that God is good. The devil's not going to keep me quiet. Since I made it this far, I might as well tell somebody else that God has been good. He's been good to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
some thinkers in here. When I think, oh, hallelujah. The whole world was scared during COVID, but when I think of where I could have been, when I think of where I should have been, when I think of how it tried to take me out, hallelujah, my soul, hallelujah, my soul, my soul, hallelujah, my soul, cries out hallelujah, 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 to preach. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
apologize to our virtual audience but we don't apologize for giving God uh, we don't apologize because he's been too good Hallelujah! We, he's been too good we, we might scribble down a little program but we came here to have an experience with God so when he comes in hallelujah, we let him take over hallelujah, we let him have his way somebody say Lord have your way Say it like you mean to say, Lord, have your way. Now make it personal. Say, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, have your way in me. Hallelujah. 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 He's been good. He's been good. Come on, give put those hands together and give God some prayer. He's been good. He's been good. He's been good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For the sake of continuity, come on, let me let me read this scripture one more time. Psalm 27 and 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple when I think about this text when I say dwell when I say dwell I, I begin to appreciate what this leper was doing in our story. Notice there was one leper. We talk about him because of how he regarded God even after he got healed. 
He said he, he sent 10 men. He said he was in between Samaria and Galilee, and, and they cried out to him and said, Lord, Master, have mercy on us. Let me talk to somebody who's really been in need of God, who's not worried about what it looks like. But when you really need God, you can cry out from your soul, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. Oh, somebody who needs him right there, say it with me. Say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. Cried out with a loud voice. And Jesus sent them to the city. He said, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, we understand that uh, as lepers, they were outside the city for a reason. They were ostracized. They were set apart so that they could not contaminate anybody else. Jesus was telling them to break the law. He was telling them to enter the city and not only enter the city, but go into the temple to the priest. And you only did this after you were healed. He was giving them instructions now as if they were already healed. And I'm telling that to somebody right now because the instructions that God are giving you don't seem to make sense. But he's telling you because on your way, you're going to be, I wish I had some, you're going to be healed. You're going to be delivered. You're going to be set free. You're thinking of yourself with your current impediment, but Jesus is telling you to go because by the time you get there, oh, I wish I had help. I wish I had some folks with faith that just said it and spoke it over yourself. By the time I get home, I wish I had help here. Some of the situations that I'm dealing with right now, I'm not going to, I wish you were with me now, I'm not going to be dealing with them when I get there because as I go on my way, as they went, they were healed, they were delivered, they were set free. God's giving you instructions because he already sees you on the other side of what you're going through. And what he needs you to do, you don't have to see it, he just needs you to act like it. And the reason we don't act like it is because we don't see it. But what God is saying, I'm telling you by faith that it's already going to happen. So I need you to act like you're already healed. I, I need you to act like you're already delivered. I need you to act like you're already out of this thing because I see you. On the other side, I I dare to point at somebody and tell them, I see you on the other side. I I see you on the other side of your circumstance. I see you on the other side of your trial. I see you on the other side of your health situation. I see you on the other side of your problem. So I need you to act right now like you're already on the other side. And that's why the writer said, you don't have to wait until the battle is over. I I, I might not see myself with the battle over. I, I might not see the other side of this, but I have a God thing be the God who has already given us the victory because I already have the victory. I can go ahead and give him the praise. Even when I don't see it. I can give him the praise even when I'm still hurting a little bit in my body. I I, I can give him the praise even though I'm still walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I can give him the praise because I'm going to behave like I'm already on the other side. And we got to speak those things that are not as as though they were. And and while we're speaking it, we got to believe it. And while I'm believing, I'm acting like I'm already over. I wish I had help here because God has already given me the victory. Somebody say, I already have the victory. There's a thing about this stranger, and notice that Jesus denotes him as a stranger here. He said this Samaritan, he said he was a Samaritan that came back 
to his feet in worship. He said, well, they're not nine clean, but he's of none return to give God glory except this foreigner or this stranger. He should not have known how to worship like the Jewish people did. He should not have known what was appropriate for worship, but yet the stranger, the Samaritan, not only did he know why to worship, but he knew how to worship. He knew who to worship and he knew where to worship. He knew what time to worship. He was not going to wait even till he got to the priest. Uh, and if you think about it, because he's a Samaritan, think about it this way, because we sometimes we get so, so caught up in religious order, why would he go to the priest? Because he's a Samaritan. Uh, y'all not with me here. He, he was with the Jews that, that were going into the city, and, and it was their custom to go and show themselves to the priests after they got healed. But why would the Samaritan go into the city of the Jews to show himself to the priest when he's not a Jew? Uh, so, so instead of following the order, the other men followed the order, but he said, I recognize that this is a worship moment. This is a moment where it's more important that I worship than I follow this order. And sometimes we're so caught up with order that, that we forget to worship. So much. Uh, we're so caught up in rules and, and regulations that we forget to worship. And what he said is that at this moment, I recognize I'm healed. So I'm going to go back to worship. I, he, he knew why to worship. He knew how to worship. He knew who to worship. He knew where to worship. Yet he was a stranger and he was a Samaritan. Uh, but some of us, sometimes I, I begin to wonder, do, do we recognize our worship moments? Because to first of all, the reason he knew it was time to worship is because he first recognized that he was healed. And maybe he turned around first because he could feel the healing in his body. He recognized that something is different. I, I, I don't feel the same. And sometimes we, we forget, often we pray that God does something for us and, and then he does it and then we forget to worship him for it. And then later on we're like, oh yeah, I, I'm feeling a little bit better. Oh, sometimes you feel better before you recognize it. You'll be waiting. You'll be like, hold on. I had a headache this morning, but I, I, I wish you were here with me. I, I don't have a headache any, anymore. I, I was feeling the flu in my body on yesterday, but now I, I recognize now. I haven't felt the flu. I wish I had some help here. Yeah, I don't feel it in my body right now. So now that I recognize what time it is, it's time to give God some worship. It's time to give God some praise. It's time to give God the glory and I came to tell somebody in here it's time uh, you, don't, you don't even know that, that God is bringing you through this God is bringing you to the other side of this but I, I want you to know that it's time because in everything we I wish I had help here in everything we give give thanks and the reason we give thanks in everything is because if you, if you fail to do it in everything you're going to forget something you're, you're going to forget to give God praise for things that he's already done you're, you're going to forget to give God praise when it's time to give him worship you, you're going to forget what he has already done the psalmist said look what he's already done look where he's brought me from when I think of what he's done, I can't help but worship him. And the more I think, the more things I realize that he's done. 
Think about it. I think about when, when we have more police officers, oftentimes they say there's more crime. It's not that there's more crime. It's that there's more people to detect more crime. The more eyes you have out there, the more you're going to find. And what I came to tell somebody, in the eyes of your mind, the more you think about what God has done, the more worship you'll give him, the more praise you'll give him, because you'll see more and begin to reflect more on what he has done. The young man, there was a Samaritan that was a stranger. He came back and gave him worship. And oftentimes when I think about it, he said, he said, there were 10 that I sent. He said, where are the nine? Why did the nine not return? When I began to think about it, in other words, he's saying, where is the rest? Where is the rest of my worship? And now some of us, we give God worship on Sundays, but we don't worship him throughout the week. I'm, I came to ask the question, where is the rest of your worship? Where, where is your worship on Monday and Tuesday? Where is your worship on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? Where is your worship on Saturday? Where is the rest? Because my God is always worthy. I wish I had. I don't have a God that's worthy to be worshipped only on Sundays, but we have a God. We serve a God that's worship worthy of worship every day. Somebody say every day, every day on the week. He is worthy of our worship. I'm asking the question: Where is the rest of your worship? And then that brought me to this concept that this idea, and the reason sometimes we worship Him only on Sundays is because some people come to worship. Some people live to worship. There's a difference. Some people come to worship and some people live to worship. Living, they, they, the worship for them is not just an experience. Worship for them is a lifestyle. I wish I had help here. It, 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 it's a lifestyle because this, this, is how, this is how you can, it's so ingrained. This is how you can tell the difference with people. Have you ever asked somebody a question and they gave you a lot more information than you really wanted or needed? Come on in here now. Because you were there for an experience, but for them, it might be a lifestyle. For them, it, it's, really, it's really important. It, it's something that they live and breathe every day. And, and you're just there for the experience, but they're letting, reflecting in their answer to you that this isn't just an experience for me. This is a lifestyle. And when people talk to us, we shouldn't talk to them like God is an experience. Uh, we shouldn't talk to them like worship is something we just do on Sundays, but we ought to reflect in how we talk about God, that living for God and worshiping him is not an experience that I have when I come into a building, but it is a lifestyle that I live every day. We don't have church. I'm still worshiping. Uh, wherever I go, I'm still Worshiping. If I if I don't have a drum and organ, I I'm still. I wish I had. I, I'm still worshiping. It doesn't matter where I am. I, I I'm still worshiping. When I when I'm walking into work, I'm praising. I wish you had help. When I'm on my break, I'm giving God some glory. When I'm in my car, I'm worshiping Him because worship for me is not an experience. It is a lifestyle. It's how I live. I so I don't come and show gratitude. I live grateful. Come on, let me, let me see. That's a difference. I don't show gratitude, but I live 
grateful. That means I, I live grateful. That means I'm always grateful. I'm always thankful. I'm always in a posture and an attitude to give God thanks because even when something small happens, I just, that just triggers you. I, I wish I had I, where my triggered folks are. It, it don't have to be much. Some of y'all wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I thank you. It's another day that you, uh, I, I wish I had help out, that you allowed me to see it. Don't take much to trigger my worship because worship is not an experience Worship is how I live. Oh, I wish I had help here. But when I, when I think, and I, I might be by myself, and all of a sudden, I might just cry hallelujah. Because it doesn't take much to trigger my worship. Because it's not an experience. I don't have to be at 516 Elm Street. It doesn't have to be Sunday morning. It doesn't have to be Tuesday night. Whenever I think of the goodness I'm easily triggered into giving God praise. I'm easily triggered into giving him worship because it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Point at somebody and say it's a lifestyle. So that's why I think that was the difference between this, this one leper and the other nine is that even though he wasn't of the Jewish faith, he wasn't a Jew himself, but worship for him was a lifestyle. It wasn't something that he had to be in the synagogue to do. It, it wasn't something that he even had to be on his knees to do. But any time he began to appreciate the goodness of God, it triggered him into worship. Just begin to give God worship. And while he was on his way to the temple, and I want you to get the irony of that. He's on his way to the temple, the place where we often wait to give God worship. He was on his way to the temple, the place that that's often the only place where we give God worship. But he decided that, that I'm on my way to the temple, but it's more important that I worship at the feet. Uh, I wish you were here with me. That I will turn around and go back and worship at the feet uh, of Jesus. And, and while some of them were following the religious order, he was following his heart, which led him to the feet of Jesus, which told him I need to fall down on my knees and give him worship and give him praise because that's what I do. I'm not just a church member. Uh, <laughs> I'm a worshiper. I, I don't just occupy a seat on Sunday morning but I, I wish you were in here with me, but, but I, I'm a worshiper. When COVID closed the doors, I, I was still in my kitchen and I, and I was I wish you were in here with me. I was still worshiping. In fact, when I'm sick in my bed, if I, if I can't say a word, I'll, I'll just wave my hand because I am a worshiper. Worshiping is on the inside of me. It's not what I do. It's how I live. It's not an experience. It is a lifestyle, and it don't take much. Wish I had a witness out there. It don't take much for me to start worshiping doesn't take much to start triggering me into worship. I remember in the passing of the late Brother O'Neill, he'd be sitting here in the sanctuary. God bless his family. Brother O'Neill would be sitting in the sanctuary and somebody might just read a scripture and he'd go, what? He'd get excited. 
because worshiping for him wasn't just an experience. Worshiping for him was a lifestyle. And when it's a lifestyle, somebody say it don't take much. You can be reading a scripture and it'll trigger something on the inside. And my hand might go up and I might just say Jesus because it don't take much to trigger my worship. Because worshiping is not something I do, but worshiping is part of who I am. So any day of the week, I don't have to be sitting on a pew on Sunday, but I might be sitting in my car on Monday and I might begin to think of how good God's been and I might throw my hand up and I might say whoop when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah it don't take much for me to think about what he's done it don't take much for me to praise him for who he is it don't take much for me to cry out hallelujah hallelujah I dare you to open your mouth and just throw up your hands and say hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. 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 Come on and give God some praise in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone standing on your feet. Hallelujah. 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 God is in this place. God has made his presence felt in here. I'm going to give you this. David said, one thing have I desired, lifestyle. That's not experience. That's lifestyle. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell. Somebody say dwell. Dwell. That's where I live. Worship is where I live. Worship is my address. Worship is where I exist. Worship is part of who I am. It's not something I do on Sundays. Some of us approach worship like we approach golf. You have to go play golf. You need to go to a course. You need to go to a certain place. But worship is part of where I live. It's part of my existence. It's part of who I am. You know what? In, believe, in looking at this text, he told, he said, were there not nine? <laughs> I want you to get that. Because he's already separating this man from the other ones. <laughs> he didn't say, were there, <laughs> come on in here now. He said, where are the nine? Because there's one who's right here with me. He's separate, but where are the nine? I'm putting them over here because they had one experience. Uh, but I understand for this one it, you're, it's beyond an experience for you they had an experience but he said thy faith has made thee whole everything that you are everything that you will become everything about where you live is whole it's whole because I tell you something 
And some of you have experienced, you go through a traumatic enough experience. You go through a traumatic enough illness. You might get healed from the illness, but there's still some after effects. Come on in here with me. Because your body might be healed, but your mind, I wish, wish I went here with me, but your mind is still there. So, so, so I believe that, that those other nine, they were healed on the outside, but they weren't whole on the inside. When, when, when you have a whole mind, that means your mind does not respond as if it still has the illness. Come on in here. Because some of you have been through something and, and you got delivered out of that thing. You were removed out of that thing, but yet your mind was still, was still there. I tell you, my wife is a witness. I tell you often of my experience, my, my near fatal experience with my accident, that a long time after I swerved off the road and a long time after I missed the telephone pole, in my mind, I still drove so slow when it was raining. My wife would say, why are you driving so slow? Because even though I was no longer in the accident and my truck had been fixed, my mind was still stuck there. I need, you, I need you to get that because you can be delivered out of the place where you experience your trauma, but your trauma can still follow you. So when Jesus was talking to this leper, he said, now I'm not only delivering your flesh from the leprosy, but the trauma that was in your mind will not follow you. The way that you thought about yourself being inferior, not being enough because of that, I wish you were here with me, because of that abusive relationship, because of how you felt about yourself, because of your depression and because of your anxiety. Not only am I taking you out of that thing, but I'm healing your mind. Oh, I wish. Uh, we got some traumatized people in here who are still living and thinking like they're stuck in where they were. But I came to tell you, God is saying right now, thy faith can make thee whole. You don't have to carry the trauma of your infirmity. You don't have to carry the trauma of your disease. You don't have to carry the trauma of your illness. My God can deliver you from that. God sees you on the other side of that. My God can make you whole. He can make you whole. My God, he can make you whole. And in fact, I pray wholeness over you right now. Oh, Bosha, I pray wholeness over you right now. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I pray wholeness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray wholeness over your trauma. I pray wholeness over your depression. I pray wholeness over your anxiety right now in the name of Jesus. You're not just delivered from that place, but my God, he can make you whole. Right now, right now. Somebody say right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. I'm declaring it. I'm believing by faith. And I pray that you're accepting it right now in the name of Jesus. Not only am I delivered, not only am I healed, but by faith, my God has made me whole. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise in this place. Hallelujah. For those of you who have been watching us virtually, we pray God's blessing over you. And we pray wholeness over your life until we shall see you again. God bless you. 
pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.